Hey everybody, it's Charles from HumbleMechanics.com. Today we're talking about doing free work as a technician. This is episode 19 of the Humble Mechanic Podcast. Today we're going all the way back to December 1st of 2014 and joining me in the car on another trip to visit Shop DAP and do some video collaboration with those guys. And on this trip I recorded a handful of videos. This one's talking about doing free work. We're going to dive in today and take a quick look at what flat rate is. If you don't understand flat rate, I highly recommend either listening to the show or watching the video that I've already done about this topic. You really do have to understand how the flat rate system works to get why free work is such a controversial and hot topic. So we're going to touch a little bit about it, but if you want to learn more, hit up those two shows. We're also going to look at what I mean by doing free work. It's pretty simple, right? Things we're not getting paid for. How this free work can be really bad, really, really bad and insidious for technicians. But we're also going to look at how doing some free work can actually be a really good thing and think of it as like a micro investment into your future automotive repair with a customer, with a service advisor, with a service manager, with a parts worker, with sales, whoever it may be. These can be really valuable micro-type investments. And then, of course, some jobs that you should absolutely not ever be doing for free. Before we jump into that, I want to remind you guys, if you want exclusive content, discounts you can't get anywhere else to places like Sonic Tools, Black Forest Industries, Eurowise, MyCanic, Eastwood, and more, check out the crew membership program. This is a great way to help support the show that I bring for you guys in audio format as well as a video format. But more importantly, it's an awesome way to score some discounts at places you're probably buying stuff from anyway. In fact, a whole lot of crew members actually get their membership paid for by the discounts you get for being part of the crew. As always, head over to HumbleMechanic.com and there will be a link down below where you can check it out and learn more. All right, with that wrapped up, Let's get to it. Today we're gonna to talk about doing free work. Now, before we go into the show and I talk about free work and all this and that, let me just start off by saying yes, I agree that we should always get paid for the work that we do. I also agree that flat rate's not a perfect system. I also think that a lot of times when we do free work, we feel like we're getting taken advantage of. But all that being said, I still think doing some free work here and there is a really good idea and uh, we're gonna get into the uh, who, what, where, when, why, and how of that right now. So, um, what do I mean by doing free work? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like, doing work that we're not getting paid for. If you have watched my show about flat rate, you'll understand all about how technicians get paid. I'll throw a link to that video in the show notes so you guys can go back and watch that. Really quick, you know, 3,000 foot view of flat rate Flat rate is we're paid by the job. So a brake job that pays an hour, pays an hour. Doesn't matter how long it takes. If it takes us a half an hour or an hour and a half, it still pays one hour. How do we get get in get ourselves into doing free work? Um, like I said, it's work we're not getting paid for. So I know most technicians avoid it like the plague, but there's a few ways that we really do get sort of caught up in the free work world. The one for me I think that comes up the most is answering people's questions. This can be questions from customers, from the parts department that, you know, they got a customer on the phone that needs help, so they'll come out and ask me. Probably doesn't help that my bay is the closest bay to the parts department, but that's okay. 
Um, I like working where I'm at, so I'm also close to the tire balancer, which is ultra cool, and I don't have to walk across the shop to get parts. Um, but this isn't a show about how cool it is where my bay is located in the shop. Um, so question from, questions from customers, questions from other technicians needing help or you know, just wanting to chit chat and, and bounce ideas, um, parts department, service advisor, service manager, all that kind of balled into, into taking time away from doing the work that we actually get paid for and, and helping someone else. Um, what other kind of free work do we do? It's, you know, the customer that rolls up and says, hey, can you check my tire pressure for me? Or, hey, I got a noise, can you ride with me real quick? Those are probably the most common types of free work. The checkovers while we're doing something else, you know, technically we don't get paid for. Now, I know you're sitting back. If you're a good tech, you're probably screaming, but, 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 I know, we're gonna get to it, don't worry. The other one is uh, free diagnostic, and this one is, uh, is one that can really stick in my cross, so to say. Um, so I'm gonna kinda leave the diagnostic thing out of the equation for today. I think that's an important enough topic that it warrants an entire show all on its own. So we're not gonna get too heavy in the, uh, in the diagnostic thing um, on this show, we're, we're gonna focus on sort of free work in general and, uh, and whatnot. But diagnostic show is coming, don't worry. Um, that'll be one that probably uh, hurts a few people's feelings on both the technician side and the customer side because it's all about balance. But anyway, so how is free work bad? Well, duh, right? We don't get paid for it. So imagine going to your nine to five job and getting there at eight, working till 10, and then being able to punch in on the clock. And that's kind of the feeling that doing free work really, really gives a technician. Um, it also can lead to a bad attitude. You know, think, again, think about how you'd feel working for your first, uh, first two hours of the morning and not getting paid for it. Um, it also really does sort of cheapen the value of our time. Um, depending on how deep into the free work world that we're going, um, you know, if, if a customer comes in and says, hey, replace my timing belt for free for me, and you do it, you've just told that customer that your time has no value whatsoever, that you're more than happy to give it away for free. And I think we all know that technician's time is very valuable, and if it wasn't valuable, we wouldn't get paid the money that we get paid to do the work that we do. Um, now I know, you know, what we get paid isn't just, um, actual time turning a wrench on a car, but, um, it kind of is as well. So, uh, you know, it, it really can devalue our time. And, um, a lot of times it seems like the more free work that you do, the more people take advantage of it and want you to do more free work and more free work and more free work. And, uh, this comes from someone that probably does more free work in, in the shop than, uh, than anybody else. So um, I understand how all of that feels. And there are days where it's not a big deal. You know, you've crushed it the day before, so you're ahead for the week and hours. You don't mind throwing in a light bulb for free or, um, you know, answering a customer's 30 questions and, and not getting paid for it. So, um, you know, it's it has this negative connotation from it. And, and again, like I said in the beginning, I understand all of that. I want to get paid for the work that I do, just like everybody else. But 
I also think there's actually some pros to doing it. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys why I am uh, usually the first one to jump on doing something for free and, uh, and how I sort of developed that, that idea and um, how maybe you guys that are not working this way might be missing really good opportunities. And, uh, and then I'm going to razz you a little bit. But um, so how is it good? How is, how is doing work that you're not getting paid for going to be an advantage for you? Well, first of all, it gains the trust of a customer. If you're willing to do something little, again, little, we're not talking about replacing timing belts for free. We're talking about little things for free, like spending five minutes and talking to a customer to answer their questions. Even if you think that their question is stupid, um, they wouldn't ask it if they knew the answer. So, you know, you're basically think of it this way. Whenever you're doing something for free, it's an investment of your time in that customer. So you investing five minutes in this customer today can start the relationship of a customer that you will have from now on all the time as long as they own a vehicle or if you're at the dealership as long as they own that particular brand. Um, think of it as an investment of your time and all of this stuff that I'm going to talk about now is going to start to click and really, really, really make sense. So again, talking about helping the customer out. Um, it feels good. It feels good to help somebody out. You know, think of Think about it this way. A customer rolls into the shop, their cigarette lighter fuse is blown, you know, or they're complaining that their cell phone charger doesn't work. We know what's wrong with it. We know that it's probably a blown fuse or there's a penny down in the, uh, in the outlet or something, especially if you work at a dealership and you see the same car all the time with the same fuse blown. So what do you do? You grab a fuse, you walk out to the car, you pop a fuse in and you send the customer on their way. You've spent all of three to four minutes and you've helped somebody out. You feel good about it. They're happy. Um, everybody kind of wins in that situation. It also lets you get your face in front of that customer. And if you're smart, you're going to hand that customer a business card and say, hey, next time you come in, ask for me. Um, I don't think there's any shame in doing that. Heck, that's our whole goal, right? As technicians, we want customers to come in to see us. It's great that they're coming to the dealer. It's great that they're working with a certain advisor. But when it all boils down to it, I want that car in my bay. Uh, I'm less concerned about the guy next to me. I'm more concerned about that car being in my bay for me to work on, um, not just in the shop. Because in the shop doesn't equal uh, a paycheck for you necessarily. So. Um, that small investment and that drop of a business card or, you know, just mention, hey, my name's Charles or my name's Billy, ask for me next time you come in. And uh, a lot of times customers will remember that. Now I know there's jerk customers that couldn't care less about you or your time and, and that's fine, but let me tell you what feels really awesome is when you turn somebody like that into a customer that you will have for the rest of your life, no matter what, if you work for Ford, they'll bring their Honda to you and, uh, you know, that's the kind of person that you wind up becoming friends with and hanging out and going out for a beer with uh, on the weekend. So don't forget, again, it's all about little tiny investments in time. Um, it also really does help eliminate some stigma that people have for some dumb reason, um, actually for a complete valid reason. If you uh, are on Facebook and are part of the wrenching network, you see some of the knucklehead posts on there. Ugh. 
I have to uh, <laughs> I have to just close the Facebook down sometimes because stuff like that drives me damn bonkers. But um, you know, we people have this idea about technicians that were you know just stupid or grease monkeys or you know whatever you guys all know you've heard the heard the sayings um and part of the reason that i do what i do here online is to to sort of curb that stigma and to show show people that look most of us are just normal everyday people like everybody else um if you're a german car technician you probably got a few uh screws loose but you know that's cool you got to be a little bit off your rocker i think to um, to be a good german car technician uh i say that as as one so myself included for sure but um you know getting rid of that idea that technicians are you know looking to screw people or you know take advantage of whoever they can doing little tiny free things i'm telling you guys it pays off it makes that customer stop for one second and go huh maybe this guy's different and if they think you're different in a good way they're gonna come talk to you they're gonna come ask for you the whole reason I have a ton of customers that will only come and work with me is by doing little things like that it's throwing a set of wiper blades on for a customer that's out in the parking lot that you just happen to walk by or when you see someone out front of your dealership topping their car off with coolant walk over and ask them if they need any help and they may say no they may have it under control but they may look at you and go wow I, you know this is way harder than I expected it to be thank you so much for helping me you know sometimes you get a tip and that's cool if somebody wants to pay you a couple bucks for helping them out I don't have a problem with that um, I think I think it's great when someone recognizes that you stopped and and helped them out and uh, you know went went above and beyond to, to make sure that they were taken care of so um, you know, free work again. I've I've done so much of it over the years that I generally don't even think about it anymore. Um, traditionally, week to week, I make more time on flat rate than than I'm there. So, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of extra uh, to give. I know a lot of you guys maybe are at slow shops or really struggle um, to uh, to accomplish that, but. I'm telling you, these little tiny investments of five minutes, ten minutes, um, once it gets over about 20 minutes is where I start to sort of step back and think, okay, you know, my time is valuable. Um, I do need to make sure that this customer is aware of that. Um, I won't throw it in their face and tell them how much money they're costing me, but, um, you know, we really need to to remember that our time is valuable. And, and it's okay to, to make that known just... You know, you have to be very crafty about how you explain that to a customer and talk to a customer about it. And, um, you know, you don't want to just say, hey, look, my time's valuable. Screw you. I'm not going to help you because that's dumb and it'll probably get you fired. I know if you worked for me and told the customer that, I would I would probably let you go because that's stupid and ignorant. Um, but it could be passing them off to someone like the service manager or something and, and then going, going back to work um, and doing your thing. So, um it's and it goes beyond just like that little investment you know it's every time a car comes in you need to be making sure you're looking over the car you need to make sure that if you see something you know it may not be a gravy job that you want to do but you let the customer know and and don't hesitate to take that time you know again this is still technically quote free work 
if you have something that you're trying to sell on a vehicle and customers there waiting, bring them out to the shop and show them. You guys would be amazed at the amount of credibility that buys you when you take a customer, even if they don't know what they're looking at, and you bring them out there and you show them, look, here's the oil leak, or here's the nail in your tire, or here's why your serpentine belt needs to be replaced, or here's your light bulb that's out and the harness is melted, so it needs more than a light bulb. These tiny, tiny, tiny investments in the grand scheme of things, um, they really do pay off. They set you apart from other technicians. I mean, everybody's had that tech in the shop that I'm not talking to customers, you know, that's not my job, that's a service advisor's job. Well, yeah, on paper that's true. Um, and, and if you want to go that route, okay, I'm not going to not going to yell at anybody for that, but our whole goal is to build our customer base. Our whole goal is to earn the trust of a customer that maybe doesn't trust a technician 100%. And when you shine your flashlight on that problem and go, look, here it is right here, that sets them at ease. And now they have talked to you for a few minutes. You've built trust with them. And I'm telling you guys, you've earned a customer for life hands down, no debating it all the time. Well, not all the time, but you know, there's always going to be one customer that couldn't care less about you and, and whatnot. And that's fine. They don't have to, but, um, doing that free work, such a, such a small thing can make all the difference in the world. I have a customer right now that I think I started working on her car in maybe Oh five. It was her last Jetta, her, uh, Mark four Jetta. And my service advisor was busy, so he couldn't talk to her about the work. So I went out to the waiting room. I got her. I brought her back into the shop, showed her all the things that were wrong with her car. It was minor stuff. And, uh, you know, here's, here's what it was. Here's how it failed. Explained a little bit about what the part did. And what is this now? Probably nine years later, we're on her second Jetta. Um, I'm the only person that's put a wrench on her last two cars in 10 years almost. So... Um, you don't just get that. You have to earn that. And doing little things for your customers is the fastest way to earn that. So just, just remember, just keep it in your back of your mind. Tiny, tiny, tiny time investments will really pay off. Now, from the other side of it, if you're a customer, um, it's really not fair to expect a technician to do this for you. Um, I think having a reasonable expectation of that if you go in and ask a question that someone would be more than happy to answer it for you is, is again, reasonable. But, you know, expecting a, a technician to go through your entire car, find all the problems with it, spend a bunch of time writing up estimates, um, and you, you know, not having to pay anything might be a little bit unreasonable. Um, you know, if it's, hey, can you see what fluid's low for me? Okay, no problem. But if it's, uh, you know, I have 14 leaks on my car and, uh, you know, I need you to diagnose them all properly, but I don't want to pay anything, well, you're probably going to get something like, uh, we need to start with this and we'll work our way around. Um, again, there's valuable, valuable money spent on diagnostics, but uh, we're going to save that for another show. But anyway, that's pretty much it. You know, doing free work's an easy one for me. Um, I think it's a slam dunk. I think we all need to do a little bit of it. For you guys that 
uh, don't want to do it and just want to come in, punch the clock, so to say, um, you're missing an incredible opportunity. Plus, think about it this way. You've probably spent more time bitching about doing free work than you would have just spent doing the free work and moving on to something else. So I've seen that a ton where guys will bitch about a tenth of time or having to do some little tiny thing for free that would have taken five minutes, but they'll spend 20 minutes crying about it. So don't waste your time. Do the free stuff. Make the customer happy. Make yourself feel a little bit better about you know what you do and, and the good that you can do. And, uh, and move on. As we wrap up, I want to invite you guys to head over to the blog and leave a comment on what you think of free work. This can be a pretty controversial topic. I recommend actually going to the video on YouTube and checking out the comments there. There are actually, believe it or not, some incredibly well thought out comments on this particular video. Yes, they do happen on YouTube. So I'll have links in the video notes on the blog for you to check all that out. Hey, if you guys are digging on the audio version of this show and like what I'm doing here, do me a favor and pop over to iTunes and throw a review up. If you thought the show was really good, give it five stars. If you didn't like it, give it whatever rating you want to give it. Either way, I really do appreciate it. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course on YouTube. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.